Good morning, Wisconsin. It's WTMJ Now. News, opinions, Wisconsin. Broadcasting live from Real Sports Cards in wonderful downtown Waupun. Now, here's your hosts, Sandy Max and Steve Scafidi. Oh, indeed. Yes, we are. Downtown Waupun, and I am thrilled. Sandy Max at my side here. Good it morning. is wonderful. Good morning. What a wonderful drive. Just about an hour and a half north of Milwaukee, but see the fall colors drive through Horicon Marsh. It put a big smile on my face to be here in the city of sculpture. Yes, which we're going to be talking about a little yeah. bit later. But this is a um, unbelievable area of Wisconsin. You go through the marsh on the way here. It's beautiful. I saw swans in the marsh. I saw them too. <laughs> that must be their campsite or something, or, or their den, or whatever they call it when swans have babies. Whatever that is. <laughs> Joining us in Waupun yes. at Real Sports Cards, the two guys you hear them every Friday, Political Power Hour, Joseph Pecky, Democratic Strategist, Bill McCaution, Republican side of the aisle. Welcome to Waupun. Great to be here. Good to be here. Good to be eyeball to eyeball with <laughs> yeah. Macashin, right? We, we, Usually staring right? each other down like this. We in set the you city up of in prisons, opposition. this yes. might not end well. Oh, boy. <laughs> Punishment for someone who doesn't perform. That's let's just, right. Let's just put it that way. Um, Sandy, Bill, and Joe, this was a week, a historic week in Washington. Um, it is, I'm frankly flabbergasted at, at some of the antics that I'm seeing in Washington, see the storylines. We're going to probably spend most of this next hour exploring what happened, uh, all the details, what comes next. I, I saw that Donald Trump has interjected himself into the speaker's race. Shocking. And probably more importantly, um, what it means for the country. But let's start, let's baseline it first. Bill McCaution, what happened this week in Washington? Well, the first time in the history of the republic we have uh, uh, eliminated or vacated the speaker's chair. Kevin McCarthy was taken down by eight Republicans and 208 Democrats. So 4% of the GOP conference sided with 100% of the Democrats to take out a Republican speaker. I've never seen anything like it. The first lesson I learned when I worked for Governor Thompson is never give away power. That's exactly what this was. Uh, The optics of this were horrible on a national stage. I think it's horrible for the party heading into a massive election in 2024. It, it destabilizes the party. Uh, and and we got to figure out where to go from here. I mean, Kevin McCarthy and your listeners probably hopefully remember, I wasn't a big fan of his in January. I, I would have preferred someone more conservative than him. But he exceeded my expectations in the first nine months of this year. So I didn't think he had done anything to warrant getting displaced. But... The other thing your listeners ought to know is, in politics, the only currency you have is your word. And it turns out Kevin may not have honored his word to both Republicans and Democrats, which is why Democrats were willing to give him the knife or the shiv since we're in the city of prisons. (laughs) (laughs) Joe, from from the other side of the political aisle, this uh, maybe it doesn't surprise you, but it's still shocking nonetheless. It's remarkable. Uh, Now, a couple things. My theme of this week is... Choices and actions have consequences. Yeah. And Kevin McCarthy made his bed and to get the speakership gave his, not his frenemies, let's call them, yeah. right? Republicans who weren't inclined to go to the mattresses for him. He gave them the means which ended up being his undoing with the single member able to come to the floor and put that motion to vacate there. The other thing is, and I think it's really important that we all try to get out of the moment, to try to step back and understand the historical context is really hard in real time. But I think that there is an arc here 
that this has been a long time coming within the Republican Party. If you go back 10, 12 years and you look at the, the arc of John Boehner yeah. not being deposed in this way, but essentially throwing up his hands and saying, I can't do this. This place is ungovern- ungovernable. Then a fight over who was going to lead the Republican Party, that act- the compromise candidate was Paul Ryan, who was then the speaker. reluctant, the compromise reluctant compromise. Candidate. Right. And so there has been for more than a decade, I think, a real battle within the Republican Party to define which way they're going. And at the moment, the, the, you know, the insurgents are ascendant that eight Republicans were able to do this. And I, I want to be very clear. This was not Democrats' fault. Democrats had no reason to back Mr. McCarthy. Any Republican who tells you that Democrats should have done the right thing doesn't understand the way this works. Democrats in Congress' job politically is to make Hakeem Jeffries the Speaker of the House. Not a single Democrat voted for Kevin McCarthy for Speaker. To expect that any of them were going to save him when he has done everything from launch this baseless impeachment inquiry to vote against certifying the 2020 election, saying Trump was responsible for January 6th, and then two weeks later going and groveling at Mar-a-Lago. This was a gentleman who made his own bed, and now the chaos in the Republican conference has come home to roost. Anybody? Go ahead, Bill, you mentioned that, you know, in politics, you're only as good as your word. Entirely true. But I, you know, I've said before, I sat at that January night watching C-SPAN till the late hours watching the scramble and, the, and all that voting. And everybody knew that Kevin McCarthy was giving his word to everybody. So at some point he wasn't, he was telling people different things. So when it came to that brass tax of having to own up and, and, he's and got keep one his the, word, he couldn't. He's got one of the smallest majorities in history, right? There's a four-seat majority that he has. He Nancy could only Pelosi lose, managed with that. He could only lose. Uh, fair point. And, and uh, the truth is, to be speaker, you've got to be ruthless. And, and you've got to be able to take on your own members when necessary. And, well, lead. Yeah. And Make lead. difficult decisions and lead. Yeah. I Which is argue, what Steve says often. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I would argue this is a natural byproduct of the hyperpartisanship that's, that's, that existed, not just in the country, not yeah. just between the parties, but now even in our own party bill. And yeah. I don't know, short term, what changes with someone other than McCarthy in that position? Because we might have more extreme. Well, it appears Jim Jordan is on his way to becoming the next speaker. He's going to probably beat Steve Scalise if Scalise stays in the race. And and we're going to talk about this throughout the show, but Trump's role in that, he endorsed Jordan last night. Uh, but if I'm Jim Jordan, even though he's a competitive guy, he's a two-time national champion wrestler at UW-Madison, for those of you who don't know that, um, I'm in- insisting that the one-vote motion to vacate is eliminated. No way am I giving one member of my caucus that ability if you want me to take this job. You think that's going to happen? I do. I do. Gates was talking about it on, uh, and by the way, I think he is the worst representation of the Republican Party, Matt Gates. I mean, uh, there's nothing about him that's redeemable. And and so what he did was self-serving and it was personal against Kevin McCarthy. Having said that, I think he probably is a little bit closer to where the overall base is today than a lot of the elected representatives in Congress. I think two things were broadly agreed upon in Washington, D.C. this week. The first was whether you were a Republican or a Democrat, Matt Gates is a jerk, and yeah. Kevin McCarthy didn't live He's up radioactive. to He's radioactive, yeah. 
We are just getting warmed up in the political power hour. Bill McCosh and Joe Zapecki live with Sandy and Steve from the Real Sports Cards in downtown Waupon. If you've never been here, come and check it out. It's right on Main Street. There's a, a brilliant coffee shop like two doors down, which, which uh, Bill... Wind and unwind. We're going to talk about that. Yes, because <laughs> Bill brought a, like, a sampler platter of amazing muffins that Sandy's already sampled, apparently. I've got <laughs> half. fine I'm... coffee, too. Yeah, that's good <laughs> coffee as well. So thanks to our host, Real Sports Cards, Mayor Ron Bishop. In the 10 o'clock hour, we're really going to go full Wapan. There's a lot going on here. It's the City of Sculptures. They have a big event over the weekend. They're, it's just a cool place, and I've been here before, and it is... An example of the coolness of Wisconsin. Yep. How many people in the city, Mayor? 11,000 people. They got all this going on. That's, that's impressive. So we're going to take a break. More of the Political Power Hour. Sandy, Steve, Joe, Bill, we're just getting warmed up. Good morning. I'm Sandy Mag, Steve Scafidi with Bill McCoshin and Joe Zapecki. We are on location in Waupon at Real Sports Cards inside a real historic Cream City brick building feels good uh, we will talk baseball cards but right now we're talking a different sort of entertainment donald, do we don't have donald poli- trump trading cards did we get a press nfts on those here? i don't know do we have those but uh, have those. but truly the biggest news in the country and really in political history is that the speaker of the house is now vacated yeah. and what is the aftermath what are the next steps this is where the conversation is going now bill mccaution what are the next steps well, the House still has to choose a speaker. Uh, they have to get 218 votes. And uh, th- at this point in time, there are only two candidates. It's Steve Scalise, the current majority leader, and uh, Jim Jordan, who's also one of the leaders in the, in the House. Uh, he's led the investigations against the Bidens, a former UW wrestler. Until last night, former President Donald Trump was considering uh, entering into this fray, uh, con- uh, Congressman Troy Nels, local folks from the Wapan area will know that name because he grew up in Beaver Dam, but he's actually a congressman from Texas, was the first guy who said we should nominate Trump for this position. Now, there were two reasons that that was never going to happen. Number one is House rules say anyone with a fel- uh, felony indictment uh, that could lead to more than two years in prison cannot serve in leadership. That, so the Republicans would have had to change the rules to do that. And number two, there are 18 Republicans who serve in seats that Joe Biden won. There's not a chance any one of those 18 would have ever voted for Trump, meaning he could have never gotten to 218. That's the true backstory of all of this. Do you have any sense that what happens Tuesday night, Wednesday, whatever you know, whatever the timeline is, is going to be smooth, non-chaotic, <laughs> any sense that that's going to be the case? No. I, I mean, unless Steve Scalise pulls out and he also endorses... Uh, walk, walk, walk the difference between Scalise and Jordan. There's not a big difference. Uh, uh, Jordan is viewed as slightly more conservative, but they're v- both viewed as conservative guys. They're both viewed, uh, are deeply respected within the conference. Uh, an overwhelming majority re- respects both of them. Jordan appears to have the hard right uh, closer to at bay than Scalise does, which would give him the advantage in this race. You know, what happens with those eight, uh, as De- Derek Van Orden calls them, the crazy eight, who knows? Uh, it, they're going to have to come around. They won't be able to force any more demands on the next speaker. In fact, they're going to have to give up some of the demands they got from McCarthy. Is there any worry, fears? Joe, you can weigh in this because it's, it's really what the, what the country's looking at, the, the actual policies and, and the votes. 
There's a continuing resolution that expires November 17th. We should probably do a little bit of uh, accountability here that last week both Bill and I were certain that we were headed towards a government shutdown. Yes. And I think the way to understand what happened was Kevin McCarthy traded keeping the government open for his speakership. Yeah. Right? That by cutting a deal with Democrats to extend government funding for 45 days, that's what ultimately led Gates to file the motion to vacate. So we're capable of being wrong here. Uh, but I'm going to go out on a limb, and I will take the field other than Scalise or Jordan, and I will say that this will not be resolved by close of business on Wednesday. That was well, Glenn Grossman's. That. Yeah, that I was don't Glenn. know that it is going to happen by Wednesday. And f- truthfully, it doesn't really need to happen until the CR is done. So they got about 40 more days for this something to happen. But if they can't come to an agreement on what the rules are going to be going forward and how they're going to govern themselves and, and what their agenda is going to be, if I'm Jim Jordan, I say thanks, but no thanks. I'm often accused of being the Eeyore on this, <laughs> this panel, so let's try to find a silver lining. I think one of the things that's going to emerge from this fight that could have a very positive impact is the question of what to do about Ukraine and whether the U.S. will continue, that's most of the battle. Will continue to provide money and arms to Ukraine, a country that has been invaded without cause, that is fighting a devastating land war in Europe. And you, when you have Jim Jordan saying, as part of his you know, appeal to his conference, I'm not bringing Ukraine funding to the floor. We know that there are Republicans in the House conference who believe that this is smart money for the U.S. to spend, to have somebody else, you know, no American boots on the ground, standing up to Vladimir Putin in Russia. And I think that spotlight on that issue will hopefully clarify for the American people what it means to defend liberty, what it means to do the right thing internationally. Joseph Hecke, Democratic strategist Bill McCosh on the Republican side of the aisle, Sandy Max and Steve, we are live from Real Sports Cars in Wapan, beautiful location, unbelievable store, and I've already, I'm in about 300 bucks if my wife's listening, I already apologize. <laughs> well done, you, adding to your collection. Sandy's like plus 2,000, I'm, I'm minus, how did that We'll work? find out, we'll find out. Work? Yeah, we're going to find out. The initial hours. assessment might be good for Dado's old baseball cards. I love that story, and I also, I also dropped a, a shoebox full of some really old collectibles, so I'm hoping <laughs> I get that same successful uh, analysis. We're, we're going to kind of have fun doing like a radio version of Antiques Roadshow, which, a show which you know very well. Mm-hmm. So that'll be coming from the 11 o'clock hour. The 10 o'clock hour is all Wapan. Mayor Ron Bishop, who I have the utmost respect for as a local leader, Bill's giving him the th- thumbs up. And we are going to have fun. We'll, we'll hear all about collectibles, which uh, sports cards collectibles, which is unbelievable right now. Hot market trend is up, and all of that will be part of the rest of this show today from Wapan. We'll take a break here. After the break... The Trump factor in all of this, we mentioned a little bit when he tried to wedge his We may want to bring the mayor in on that conversation. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, because he's got something to say on that as well. All that coming up right here on WTMJ. Oh, good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. forgot to say that before. Sandy Max, Steve Scafidi, Joe Zapecki, and Bill McCaution. Bill, I've got about 100 different emails and texts with this question. (laughs) Who is going to lead us? Who is going to lead us out of this quagmire, this, this crazyville? Who's leading us? Well, it may end up being Congressman Jim Jordan from Ohio. We'll see. I I'm think not he, as confident as you are he's, about that. He's the he's the leader in the clubhouse at uh, at this point in the in the tournament, but we'll see how it shakes out. I mean, the reality is, my biggest problem with what happened on Tuesday was it wasn't well defined. Right, aside from crossing over and voting with a majority of Democrats, these eight crazy eight, as DVO calls them. 
um, the, the American public doesn't know why they did it, right? So what was the real reason they did it? If it's the budget, as Joe pointed out, and it probably was, what the American people weren't told was there was a far more conservative budget that was offered by Kevin McCarthy the day before. And those same people voted no on that, which is why it didn't pass. They wanted this to happen. They're, they wanted this to happen. They wanted to see if Kevin McCarthy would, in fact, go over to the other side, seek some votes to keep the government afloat. And sure enough, he did. He governed. I mean, this, the funny little secret about when you're in the majority is you do have to govern. And Kevin did that this weekend. He got, he got executed for it. So as a citizen watching all of this, and speaking of the word govern, what is going on? They just had most of August off. Okay, now the speaker's vacated. And now we're going to take the rest of this week off. Yeah. I know machinations are going on behind the scenes. So then we're going to vote. But So this means nothing is moving forward in Congress. That's not all bad. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, in remember, theory, but that's not there all are bad. A lot of things Do no to... harm. This is that rule number one. Do no harm. But you know what I mean? It's like there's a bigger job to do here than squabbling about this position yeah. and they put themselves in this position there are a whole lot of things going on especially leading up to 2024 what are these people doing taking the rest of the week off then uh, over the weekend and then voting on wednesday jo- what, joe said something What's very going on? important earlier which is you know there are consequences for actions right it, it, and the dark side of me sadly there is a dark side <laughs> of billy mccashan would be to let the aide who broke this sit in the stew for a while. I wouldn't go quick about this. This is their fault. Let them deal with it. Uh, I, I tweeted out the other day, if you break it, you own it. I mean, that's sort of a pretty fundamental rule in politics, and and Matt Gates doesn't want to own it. He, he wants somebody else to fix it. He broke it. He wants somebody else to fix it. I wouldn't be in a rush to give him that. So what happens to Matt Gates? Uh, it, there's some talk of experience. Bolshin. I, I don't. I think. Happen. I don't think that's going to happen. And you know, I, I think the voters of Florida will ha- have their way with Matt Gates in the next election. And honestly, I think this is the end of his fledgling gubernatorial campaign for 2026 in the state of Florida. Wow, I would have said he's the leader in the clubhouse. Now. <laughs> I, the, the other. That's a Democrat saying that. The other reality here is like I think. From my perspective, you guys will for, spend money to make sure he's the leader in the clubhouse. <laughs> You're shrewd that way. For, for far too long, too many Republicans in positions of power have been operating in a world that they wish existed, as opposed to what actually existed. Like we should just mention the fact that a Democrat controls the White House, right? Joe Biden's yeah. a Democrat. Democrats control the Senate, right? The only branch of government, right, that is run by Republicans is the U.S. House of Representatives. So not much that Kevin McCarthy was going to get through that would have pleased those eight Republicans who are trying to operate in a world that does not exist. Doesn't exist. Was never going to get anywhere in the Senate, was never going to get signed by Joe Biden. They're operating but in But it gave them a negotiating reality. position, right? They, they, took, they gave away power, which was my central point at the beginning of this show. They gave away their own leverage yeah. on Friday. To Sandy's question, I... I think the reality is whether McCarthy remained speaker or now we have a speaker to be named later, if it's a baseball <laughs> card trade or baseball trade. I'm for Fitz. Is that not much was going to happen between now and next November in Congress anyways because of the split between the two houses. Yes, you had to fund the government absent some type of national emergency. The days of Joe Biden notching bipartisan victories on the infrastructure bill on the CHIPS Act to, to boost U.S. manufacturing of semiconductor technology. Those days were done. 
anyways. Yeah. And so whether you want Congress to do a lot or a little, it's going to be a little. Joseph Pecky, Sandy Max, Steve, and Bill. I'm just doing in the order that we're sitting. We're here at Real Sports Cars in Wapan. Absolutely love this place. Love this town. Mayor told us 11,000 people. You'll hear from the mayor in the uh, opening of the 10 o'clock hour, as well as Tom Kolchewski, the owner of Real Sports Cards in Wapan, one of the leading card collectibles online. They're breaking, I think, a couple times a day in the country from little old Wapan. How about that story? So we're going to get to all Wapan. of that. And he has an amazing, I mean, amazing backstory as well that touches home right here in Wisconsin. So we're going to get to all of that after the break, everybody. Donald Trump. Let's just assess where he's at this week. He jumped into the speaker's race. Sandy and I are trying to figure out what his current status was. Because it always changes. Yeah. Day to day, hour to hour. We're trying, is he in? No, is he going to run? It's always about him. It so, doesn't change. So we will entertain the former presidents from our perspectives from Wapan. You're listening to the Political Power Hour on WTMJ. Sandy. Sandy Max, Steve Scafidi, Joe Zapecki, and Bill McCashan. It is the Political Power Hour, as we do every Friday at 9 o'clock, but this time on location in Wapan at Real Sports Cards. It's this fun to all be in person and on Main Street. Where we're learning so much during the break that yeah. we almost missed <laughs> this, this cutting <laughs> back into the radio yeah, folks show. Are starting And to actually show up. learning about wind farms in Wapan. So. Yeah. And if you're in the area, stop by. Come on down. I've already... Spent about three hundred ninety-five dollars, so I'm sure that number he, keeps going up, even though he's just sitting here. I'm, I'm thinking think about it in that my means head. He's not done spending. You got to go to the showcase. I just picked out two things. There's a lot more stuff that I actually want. There's a lot. We're here until noon, uh, but now continuing the political power hour as we talk about Speaker of the House and the evolution. Uh, we know that Jim Jordan of Ohio has put his hat in the ring. Uh, we also know that. Is it Steve Scalise? I was going to give him the wrong Steve name. Scalise. Um, Scalise from Louisiana also put his hat in the ring, and as of yesterday. Donald Trump announced that on Monday or Tuesday, he's planning on going to Washington, D.C. and saying, hey, how about me? Returning to the U.S. Capitol for the first time oh. since January 6th. Nope. He obviously didn't go. He told people he was going to march with them, but he didn't. I, this is the optics on this are not going to be good for the Republican Party. And th that split screen on Tuesday of a irate as big mad as I've seen him, Donald Trump, barking at reporters outside of a courtroom where his entire business empire is on the line, and then you cut to Washington, D.C., and they're deposing the speaker, this is not the look of a party that is going to have a lot of success or looks like it can govern. What do you do about that? Listen, heating things up is not the right answer here. They need to cool things off a little bit and let the conference figure this out behind closed doors. They'll get to an answer. I'm not sure they'll get to an answer next week, but they'll get to an answer before the current CR runs out in about 40 days. How and does Donald Trump going to that conference meeting on Tuesday, which I believe is still happening, like he's no longer running because he's oh, It makes it nuclear. Jordan. It doesn't cool right. it down at all. It makes it as hot as it can possibly be, and I don't think that's in anyone's interest, with the possible exception of Trump himself. And on Tuesday, when McHenry basically said, okay, everybody go home, we're not dealing with this this week, you had Republican members of Congress coming out of that closed-door meeting saying it was the right decision to send us all home, because if we hadn't gone home, fisticuffs would have broken out. I think that's right. That's where the Republican conference is right now. Let's bring it home, Bill. Wisconsin Republicans, where are we at on, on all of this, whether it's the, the new speaker election, whether it's Donald Trump? He's, he's still immensely popular. That's probably not going to change. We have all the drama that's going on in states and jurisdictions around the country. What's the Wisconsin take on Trump? Well, I think we are well led here, and they're 
pretty clear about what their agenda is, both Robin Voss and Devin Lemahieu, and, and those caucuses are marching forward with a conservative agenda, and I think they are in tune with where the base is here. There, there probably uh, are some differences of opinion on the presidential campaign, for example. I think there's only one or two lawmakers who have come out in favor of Trump so far, GOP lawmakers. One from the Appleton area came out in favor of Vivek Ramaswamy. That was early. Uh, you know, I think people are kicking the tires on Haley and on uh, DeSantis. So you're going to see this state Republicans be a lot more cautious and, and not quick to endorse because they want to see this play out. I think they know that Wisconsin uh, is going to be a battleground state. It's one of the top five states always on presidential elections. But I think, like me, many of them would like to see generational change. They don't want to see an 80-year-old president uh, anymore. Regardless of what he may or may not have done in his first term, they're ready to move on to a new generation. What do you make of the numbers from New Hampshire? It looks like Nikki Haley now solid second place. Yeah, the biggest loser in that is Chris Christie, right? That was his Waterloo. Uh, I hope Chris Christie doesn't stay in that long. I'd like to see him run for the United States Senate uh, in New Jersey. Uh, I think that's a far better path for him. If he wants to do good for the country, then why don't do why don't you do good for the party by helping out with, and be the strongest candidate for the soon-to-be vacant Bob Menendez seat in the state of New Jersey? It would be great for Republicans if Christie did that. Let's level set here on the presidential race. Donald Trump just announced that he raised $45 million, $3 million alone from the mugshot T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, Ron DeSantis is down to $5 million cash on hand. Yes, his super PAC has more money than that, but it doesn't go as far. And DeSantis is moving all of his staff from other early voting states into Iowa. I've been on a campaign that had to do that. It is not a sign of strength. Trump is up to what now, a 50-point lead in the primary? Like, listen, I'm here to pat every Wisconsin Republican on the back for trying to stop Trump in 2016. The last state I believe Trump lost was Wisconsin. Ted Cruz edged him out. And it's not going to matter by Wisconsin. Trump is on a glide path to the nomination, and that is just one more existential crisis facing the Republican Party right now. Real quick before the break, what could stop that? What could break that momentum for Trump in the next... 60 days. Somebody giving him $5 billion not to run, which was disclosed this week, but that was the price. <laughs> Sam, uh, Sam Bankman-Fried. Bankman yeah. yeah. Was, there was like, There's a the reliable number. source. $5 yeah, billion dollars not to run. So some rich guy, do the, do the country a favor. Pay, pay, I don't care. Pay him off. Give him $5 billion to get him out of our lives and out of our politics. It, it, it is another symptom of the cancer that is in politics today. I mean, the whole thing is just bad. Uh, my, my hope is that we can find a way to a better path but uh you know each week i say it's time to win all the field i've been saying that since july each week i'm wrong right because none of them are getting out i think that's gonna happen i think when uh, is it i think it's florida right miami yeah miami november 6th or something yeah i have yeah. no sense that they, they're gonna winnow anything they're making, heck, there could be more candidates <laughs> which is exact opposite well we can talk about that there is a potential for a new candidate oh look I'll at bill it. with this radio I'll say more people should listen to bill mccaution you know, 100% enthusiastically agree. All right. Joe Zapacki, Democratic strategist, Bill McCaution. He's just saying that because I bought him a muffin. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Bill's throwing muffins out like the penny candy. Sandy Max, Steve, live from Real Sports Cars in Wapan. If you haven't seen this place, you've got to come out and see it. And uh, you will spend money because they have a lot of cool stuff. And I'm just getting started. I already got a text from my wife. I haven't read it yet. I'm worried about it based on my early shopping habits. We'll see what happens after this on WTMJ. Surrounded 
by some supremely beautiful autographed memorabilia framed. I thought she was talking about us. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People out there. Audience. Audience. I thought she was talking about the audience. And don't Wow, that's an fans. intro. Wow. We are live at Real Sports Cards in downtown Waupon on Main Street and also the decadent muffins that you brought in, Bill. Right? Bill McCosh and Joseph Pecky. It is another edition of the Political Power Hour on WTMJ. Now, I'm Sandy Max. He is Steve Scafidi. And uh, we've been talking about the situation left with the Speaker of the House. And then we're also going to shift to uh, a very local issue, but Bill, what was the point that you uh, wanted to pick up and make? So there are rumors that uh, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin is meeting with potential donors to determine whether or not he should or will get into the presidential race after the Virginia elections, which are the first Tuesday of November. Wasn't he one of the people involved in the No Labels Party? Uh, no. Youngkin okay. is not involved in No Labels. Uh, that's Larry Hogan from Maryland, mm-hmm. the, the okay. former governor there. What's he waiting for? Uh I, he wants to win Virginia, both houses of the legislature, and I think he's got a really good chance to do that. I mean, he will have totally taken a blue state and flipped it red. And he's got an election in this November, this just November. a few weeks from now. Yeah, not himself, but to, to take majorities in both houses. Give me the Glenn Youngkin bio. Uh, well, he's got connections to Wisconsin. He, he went to grad school with uh, Paul Ryan's brother, Tobin. Uh, oh, he's one of them very, with those very successful. I don't know. Warning signs. Uh, listen, I would argue, uh, I would strongly consider him in 2028 i would urge him not to do this now i don't think you can get in this late and be a credible candidate regardless of what else is going on in the party uh and then you'd have the six or seven others you know other than trump shooting at him plus taking shots from trump every day i i think it's all downside for him uh and i would hope that he doesn't do it this cycle the washington post reporting on this is such a time capsule of the republican party in 2023 where you have these well-heeled donors who are willing to spend millions of dollars whatever having, it takes having breakfast with each other clutching their pearls yep. over Donald Trump when's the last time they walked through a town like Wapan and talked to real republican voters there is like it's 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 like fantasy sports for presidential <laughs> politics and then later on in the same story you hear the unnamed Yunkin advisor saying boy Glenn is just mortified by what Donald Trump is going to say about him they're all afraid of him yeah this this is it's just a continuation of y'all made your choices you're you're going to be stuck with them let's bring it back to the state of Wisconsin big meeting yesterday stadium funding what is going to emerge from this idea that we have to keep the Brewers till or do we till 2050 oh I think we do uh and I've said that every week on this show uh I would hope and I believe that the assembly will pass some package during their October floor period whether or not the state senate's on board that package uh, is another matter altogether, and that may take till November. And there could be differences between the House that could either get worked out in the conference committee or they get worked out in the Senate version, and then the Assembly just concurs in it. But then there's this role the governor's going to play in this, too. So I, I think the parties do want to solve this and keep the brewers here long term. Uh, I thought the hearing yesterday was was illuminating in that more people other than us are in favor of development around the stadium. It just makes sense. Uh, so hopefully the amendments that are going to get added to the bill in the assembly will help improve it, and we'll see where it ends up. I'm curious what you're going to say on this, because you're a guy that doesn't want to spend money on stadiums. No, I'm going to lose this argument. But, but for yeah. a Democrat, that, I, don't know, is that, I don't know what Democrats think about Americans for Prosperity and Citizen Action of Wisconsin found themselves aligned on opposing this because the notion of state money for these professional sports franchises that make hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars, 
we've got other priorities, right? And I've made my position on that clear. I don't need to get into it today. I want to just like pour pour out a tear for what happened to the Brewers this week. I want yes. to thank uh, them. Save that for, for an incredible season, Central Division champs. Nothing to sneeze at. Heartbroken with the way those two games went. I was there on Tuesday, but thank you, Brewers, for another fun ride. I, the only thing I'll say politically is clearly the governor wants to get to yes. He has made that clear. And because you have enough Republicans in the legislature trying to get to yes, when all of those actors are like, we're going to figure something out, it's going to get done, and I'm going to gripe about it. But, hey, that's me. Eeyore's back. Eeyore's back. Eeyore is back in the room. We are in, at Real Sports Cars in downtown Waupon, right on Main Street, easy to find. And, and it's a, if you haven't taken a ride from Milwaukee to Waupon, I suggest you do it. It is gorgeous out here, and the, and the colors are starting. Some of them already passed, which is kind of amazing. One more segment with the guys, Bill McCosh and Joseph Pecky, left and right, Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative. I had my arms going in the wrong direction. <laughs> Don't want to mix that up. And uh, let's go to the grab bag, see what's on everybody's minds after this on WTMJ. Fun hour of political conversation. We do it every Friday, 9 o'clock hour. Bill McCosh, Republican strategist, Joseph Pecky on the other side of the aisle. Sandy Max, Steve, beautiful downtown Waupon. The sun has come out, which is very cool. A little chilly today, but you know what? It's a Fox. crisp October. autumn day, yeah. yeah. Pumpkins, yeah. I already got pumpkins on my porch for Pete's sake. It's time for the cold weather to come out. Right? All right, this is the part of the show where we kind of see what's on your mind other than maybe politics. could be anything, Bill. What are you going to talk about? What about Charlie's bump music there, upside down, right? I think <laughs> oh, that was in reference to well the Republican done, Party. Yeah, well, well done, done Charlie. Well done, Producer Charlie. So two uh, in my grab bag today. First, to wind and unwind coffee shop, which is two doors down from here. If you have not seen this place, if you're heading to a Packer game on some Sunday, pull into a pond, go down Main Street, the 300 block, wind and unwind. It is the, one of the coolest coffee shops I've ever seen. Yeah, so. I, I agree. It, it is amazing, and uh, that's a great idea, and that's an unpaid endorsement. So it's an unpaid endorsement. And also the folks from Brooks Shoes stop by. 150-year-old shoe store. It's a cool town. And you're going to talk about it. Yeah, My second is a shout-out to uh, Waukesha County Judge Mike Maxwell. This week he ruled against the uh, Kettle Moraine School District on a policy where they were allowed to refer to children by the pronouns they prefer and the names they prefer without their parents' consent. That's crazy in my book. I think Judge Maxwell did the right thing. He flipped that ruling, and now parents will have the involvement in, uh, or at least be notified when their, their children are in this position. Wait until Bill, Bill hears some of the other things high school kids do without their parents' consent in the halls of a, a school. Um, I want to use my grab bag to honor someone that uh, we lost this week on the Democratic side of the aisle. Stacey O'Brien was a longtime grassroots organizer and leader within our movement. I first got the opportunity to work with Stacey on the 2012 Obama campaign. Just an absolute like force for good loved every person she met one of these warm personalities that you just couldn't help but like and stacy tragically passed away uh, very suddenly just 60 years old we will be celebrating her life and honoring her legacy tomorrow um gone too soon and it's just it breaks your heart um and you, you just want to appreciate all the people who try to do something good for their community for their state and for their country whether right or left people that try to make a, a positive impact should be a, a appreciated. Yeah, rest in peace. And mine is somewhat ironic because I'm not a Bears fan by any stretch of the imagination, but Dick Butkus passed. Yeah. This guy exemplified football. I was watching some of the video highlights. 
he didn't just tackle you. He, he basically took you with an inch of losing your life. I yeah. mean, you couldn't even do what he does now. But he was a guy that got the, the sport and, and communicated in such an, a, a brutal fashion. When I was a kid, you looked to him, Dick Butkus, Ray Nitschke, who I got to meet a couple times, who was just like Dick Butkus, only playing for the green and gold. So as much as I'm not a Bears fan, that's one of those iconic players that played in the NFL. And the, and the wild thing Never I heard played yesterday. played in a playoff game. Yes, which is sad. The ghost of Dick Dick, Dick Butkus is the only explanation yes. for what happened last night. They won the game last night. <laughs> it was unbelievable. It's like they inspired. He inspired. And the crazy thing is, he and Gail Sayers, same draft, same year for the Bears. Wow. That's two of the top 50 players in the history of the NFL. So yeah. as much as I'm not a Bears fan, they got it done last night. But they, they were celebrating a locker room like they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> they still suck. They still suck. My grab bag is now... One of the best Halloween costumes for this year could be the ghost of Dick Buckus. Oh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I think it's the fire alarm. That's going to be the oh, costume. <laughs> good Lord. I guess we'll have more stuff to talk about next Yeah, week. you want to yeah. talk about accountability and the basics of being a grade schooler, knowing right from wrong. Yeah. Pulling a fire alarm, then saying you didn't, then getting caught on surveillance camera doing it, going... Well, here's another excuse. I was just on my way to a meeting, and my arm just did that. What are you doing? What are you doing? And these are the people we're putting in political office to represent us. Do better. That has been the Political Power Hour. We'll do it again next Friday. Bill McCosh and Joseph Packey, Stephen Sandy, we're sticking around.